Hi. Um, obviously, I'm enjoying the service so far. Uh, so, like the presentation said, uh, we're going to be doing the book of Haggai. I'm going to be doing chapter one, and Abby's going to be doing chapter two. So, just to kind of summarize what Haggai is about, it's about uh, the people of Judah return from Babylon to Jerusalem, and then they decide to rebuild the temple of God. Um, as it was knocked down. Uh, but this temple um, was highly important to uh, sorry, it was highly important to the people as it represented God's presence uh, in Judah, no, Jerusalem. <laughs> um, so after a while of the people building the temple, they kind of started to decide like they were really good at it, really good at it, and um, they kind of started focusing on how good they were at building the temple instead of like doing it for the glory of God, which obviously isn't that great. Um, so then stuff happened. So I'm going to read um, the passage. So if you could turn to Haggai and read chapter one with me, that'd be nice. So um, it says, In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the, word of the Lord God came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, what a name, um, son of Shetail, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. The, these people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord God came through to the prophet Haggai. Is it a time for yourselves to be living in your paneled house while the house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planned much, planted, sorry, planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. Go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house, so that I may take pleasure in, in it and be honored, says the Lord. You expect much, but see it turned out to be little. You brought home, sorry, what you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because the heavens have withheld their dew and the earth its crops, I called for a, sorry, I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains on the grain, the new wine, the olive oil, and everything the ground produces on the livestock and the people and on all of the labor on your hands. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shutael, Joshua, son of Josadak, the high priest, and the whole remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the Lord God, and their message, and the message of the prophet Haggai, because of the Lord God had sent him, and the people then feared the Lord. Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave his message of the Lord to the people: "I am with you," declares the Lord God. So the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shutael, governor of Judah. And the spirit of Joshua, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Zodak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people, they came and began to work in the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the twenty-fourth day of the sixth month. So, I uh, in the first chapter, I found it quite um, important on the verse six, and let me grab this again. Um, where it says, you have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never fill your, but never have you fill. You put on clothes, but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in your purse with holes in it. So I kind of found that relevant as um, it kind of speaks today as in our consumer culture, 
where especially at Christmas time, where we're always like going out, like going right. Okay, I want this. 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 Um, I kind of find it like saying like we kind of like putting like it can be transition to um, consumer Christianity where we put in not as much effort as we want from God. So if we ask God for loads of stuff like prayer for like help and stuff, and but we're not putting in the effort like spending time with the God, reading our Bibles, um, listening to God. Uh, so I feel like to get those things, we kind of need to do spend more time with God and it is hard because in everyone's life I'm sure in my life I'm always busy um, doing stuff so I find it really hard especially juggling with school and like homework and stuff where you're like you're doing homework late at night and you want to go to your bed and just sleep trust me I love sleep so that's that's, that's quite difficult um, at times um, so just like can I I'm going to definitely try and spend more time with God and hopefully my life will kind of increase that way because I feel like when I'm in a good place with God, I'm a lot happier person, so hopefully you guys will be too. Um, next part, uh, I'm going to grab my Bible again. Um, it says, if you could read it with me, it says, uh, okay, I've got the wrong page, two minutes. There we go. Um, it says, read, okay, I'm not reading it, it says, uh, you expect mu- expected much, but see, it turned out to be little. What you brought home, I blew away. Why, declares the Lord Almighty, because of my house which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own house. Therefore, because of you, because of you, the harvest, the, the heavens would have withheld their dew, and the earth its crops. So, um, I want to focus on the bit where it says, "Because of my house which remains a ruin, while each of you is busy with your own houses." I kind of feel like. Where it says, like, because of my house, which is God saying, his, like, house is, like, our relationship with God isn't in a ruin. So these people were kind of, like, not close with God. Um, and so, therefore, their relationship with God was in a ruin as they were too busy with their own lives. So, again, that's linking back to uh, homework and work and sleep. <laughs> um, and I kind of feel like it is really hard to do again, but... Um, it isn't a good thing to do, um, so definitely these guys in this story needed to like, kind of try and do that so they could build this temple to the glory of God and make it as best as they can. Okay. Find my page. There we go. Okay, um, so because the relationship with God was in a ruin, um, God says, I called for a drought on the fields and the mountains on the grain, the new wine the old olive oil, and everything else the ground produces on people and on livestock and all the labor on your hands. So this is like kind of the consequence of like not being in a great place with God and not kind of doing everything to the glory of God. Um, so like kind of if you're, a, say, for example, doing worship, I, I find this quite challenging. If I'm doing the worship in the band or like singing even in the congregation, like I find it quite challenging to sing but like can I just try and make sure I, I'm sounding okay instead of like focusing on the words and focusing it on God because um because I'm in a band like I'm always like like not doing worship but like kind of when I'm doing gigs uh, with my sisters we're just sitting down there give it give us a wave <laughs> go on <laughs> oh they're shy um uh like I I, 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 mean, I want to make sure that we sound good so that's kind of like sometimes takes over into worship which isn't the right thing to do and therefore, like, probably don't sound as good as I do, like, when I'm focusing like, just completely on God. And I'm sure there's other things, like, kind of, if any, just, like, play sports, like, kind of, like, 
I, I challenge this as well. Like, if I'm playing tennis, I'm a tennis player, right? And tennis is, or, or even golf. Golf is, like, a really frustrating sport because, like, one, one shot can be a great shot, then the next can be a completely rubbish shot. And, like, you can, you can get really frustrated. And there's times where you want to just lob your clubs away and just, like, run away. It's, it's just frustrating. But, like, if you do that, then, like, you're kind of not in the right mindset and stuff. And it's kind of hard for you to, like, do it for the glory of God where, like, you're kind of just staying calm and just not getting angry. Um, but, yeah. Last part you'll be glad to hear. Um, it's the verse from 13 to 15. I'll just read it out. Um, then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave a, I've lost my place. Gave the message of the Lord God to the people, and it says, "I am with you." I'll come back to that, but I really want to focus on that. It says, "Declare the Lord." So the Lord stood the spirit up in Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, son of Zodak, of Jodak, the high priest, and the spirit of the whole remnant of the people. They came and began to work in the house of the Lord Almighty, their God, on the 24th day on the sixth month. So the thing which says, I am with you, I really like that because no matter what we do, no matter how much you screw up, no matter where we are with God, if we're like away from him or if we're like really close with him, like God is always with us. And that makes me feel like a lot happier because I don't know about you, but I, I screw up constantly. Like it's just our nature, I guess. Um, but I find it really hard sometimes, especially with school and like with my friends and stuff like who aren't Christians. It's kind of hard to like kind of stay in track with God um, throughout the week. But like we've got Connect Group, uh, which is really great, and we've got church, which I love. So those things really help me stay in track with God. But like throughout the week, I find it difficult because of like homework and stuff and not much time. Uh, but I like the fact that God is always with us, and that makes me feel a lot happier about myself. Um, yeah, so that's me. I'm going to hand over to Abby, and uh, thank you very much. Morning. Morning. <laughs> um, okay, so Joe's spoken about chapter one. I'm going to speak about chapter two, which is mostly about the promised glory of the new house and the blessings for a defiled people and Zerubbabel, the Lord's signet ring. So the three main points I think are important are the consequences for being disobedient and obedient, the telling of the new build, and how important and precious we are to God. So about 20 years ago, after the first exiles returned to Jerusalem, Haggai prophesied and urged the people to recommit to the building of the temple. For me, a temple is a church, a community, a family, where we all gather together to glorify and focus on God. That's what I think a temple is. Um, so uh, as it says in chapter one, after the people were being self-centered and selfish and they forgot about what was really important which was building this temple instead they divided their attention and built their own posh houses when they were actually meant to be finishing God's temple that they did build the temple it wasn't beautifully made so instead of making that temple beautiful they made their own houses beautiful and they didn't even have food to in the posh house that they were living in. So I don't know how that worked out. Um, <laughs> uh, he said the problems they were experiencing were because they were being disobedient. So the problems that they were experiencing were the crops were being pulled back. 
because they weren't finishing this temple that God requested them to finish, God was like, okay, well, I'm going to pull your crops back until you focus back on the important thing, which is the temple. God doesn't just take away blessings because he wants to. He took away the blessing because he needed them to focus and realize that this temple is what's important, not their houses that they have made. So um, in chapter 2, verse 5, it says, This is what I have covenanted with you, which has promised you when you came out of Egypt, and my spirit remains among you, do not fear. So God promised what they needed, but in order to get what they needed, they needed to fulfill this request that God had asked them to do, which was to build the temple. And if God's request was fulfilled, then they were not to fear. So the way that I was taught is that God doesn't put fear in man. Fear is not of God. So if they had been obedient and focused on God, his request for the his, <laughs> if they were focused on God in the request, the crops wouldn't have been taken away. It's easy if you be obedient, your blessings will be given to you easier. If you don't be obedient, they will be taken away and it will be harder for you to claim those blessings. So yet if they have refocused on the temple and being obedient to God, he would bless them. So chapter 2, verse 19 says, Is there yet any seed left in the barn until now the vine and the fig tree, the pomegranate and the olive tree have not borne fruit? From this day on, I will bless you. So as Joe said before, God took away the new vine, the olive oil, the, and everything else that the ground produces on people and livestock and on all the labor of your hands. So from the day that they started rebuilding this temple that was for God and made pure, pure, purely for God, um, he gave back what they needed, which was the things that they needed to survive. So all the olive oil and the livestock and the new wine and the ground, ground producers, God gave them back because he was saying, okay, so you're finishing my temple, so I will just give you back the blessings because you are fulfilling what I have told you to fulfill, which was the request to finish this temple. So the people listened to Haggai, which was because Haggai said, come on, let's recommit to building this temple. They picked up their tools within weeks of these prophecies and managed to complete rebuilding the temple. So chapter 2, verse 23 says, On that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will take you, my servant Zerubbabel, son of Shetal, declares the Lord, and I will make you like my signet ring, for I have chosen you, declares the Lord Almighty. God uses the signet ring to tell us that we are chosen, we are his. So I quote again, I have chosen you. He's chosen every single one of you individually. We are important to him. We are his signet rings. We are his. And how important we are, he tells us in this story that we are important and we are precious to him. So I just want to leave you with five main points of the moral of this story. One, we should be obedient when God asks us to do something. It may not benefit us directly or even at the present time. Two, God works out his plans in and through us. So I don't know what my plan is. Later today, actually I do. 
actually, I do. Sorry, I don't know my plan next week. <laughs> I don't know my plan in a year's time, but God knows my plan. And I have all faith that he will take me down the right path, as he will do with you guys. So um, I'm not worrying about God and his plans. But in order to get these blessings and you want this plan to work, you not to worry and you have to be obedient because it doesn't work if you're disobedient. It works, it's the same with my parents. If <laughs> I've got responsibilities around the house. I've got to clean my bedroom, tidy the kitchen, keep the house tidy. Sometimes I don't fulfill what I'm meant to be doing. But... Um, yeah, so if I wanted to go out one weekend and my mum's like, well, make sure your behaviour's good, make sure your bedroom's tidy, make sure the house is tidy, clean the kitchen, there's, there's a whole list, don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if I don't fulfil my responsibilities and if I don't do what I'm meant to be doing, then the privilege of me going out will be taken away from me. So it's... <laughs> Right, okay, continue with the main points. Um, Three, (laughs) the temple was supposed to be built for future generations as prophesied earlier by Isaiah. If you don't know the book of Isaiah, please read it. Um, Four, (laughs) God chose to get them to understand by holding back their crops in order for them to refocus. So like I said before, God doesn't just take away blessings. He just took away this blessing because he wanted them to understand and refocus what was more important than building their own houses, which was they needed to build the temple. And number five, we should first do what he wants us to do before the things that we want to do in order that we know true blessings. So I'll say that again. We should first do what he wants us to do before we do the things that we want to do in order to know true blessings. Okay? Okay, thank you. I'm going to hand back to the band. (laughs) 